The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there, and welcome to today's show. Many of you will be familiar with the idea of feminine and masculine energy and have an awareness that things are shifting. But I wonder how many of you have really thought about what that means for you in day-to-day -day life. Men and women have both feminine and masculine energy, and we need a balance of both. But for many centuries, there has been an overdominance of the male energy, that logic hard cutting um, energy that that doesn't allow there to be the softness, the creativity, the nurturing and compassion that comes when one embraces feminine energy. I'm really thrilled today. After the first section, we're going to be joined by Mike Neville. Now, Mike Neville is a very special man. He's a his spiritual mentor. In fact, he's my spiritual mentor. And I'm really excited that he's going to to talk to us about the, the, the rise and the importance of the divine spiritual matriarch and his work in helping people release trauma in order to step into their genuine power. But I want you to think about the role of the feminine, the matriarch. There are very few people who would dismiss the importance of the mother within the family. And yet, very often in the world of business, the professional life, that those very characteristics of um, a loving, compassionate, caring person get lost in the hard, we need to reach our targets, we need to make money. I've worked with a lot of people, professional women, who struggle with the glass ceiling very often, it's not just that the organizations don't appreciate them and allow them to move forward, but it's that they don't appreciate themselves and they have a belief that they have to be, in reality, a less hairy man, instead of stepping into their genuine power and using that feminine energy. Now, I'm not talking about flapping your eyelashes um, and wiggling as you walk, but I am talking about really having a connection with your feminine energy and stepping into that power. I think it was the Dalai Lama who said that the, 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 the world will be saved by uh, Western women. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that we're moving into a completely new time where we need to do things differently. In today's news in the UK, they've talked about the concern over the number of young people who have got mental um, ill health. In fact, the concern about people who've got mental ill health, the numbers are rising. The numbers of, of people who are on antidepressants 
or those who attempt to or take their own life. And in fact, suicide is the most common reason for death in young men under 42 in the UK. And my understanding is it's pretty similar in the US. You have to ask yourself, why are these things happening? Why is it that the traumas of the family are being perpetuated? And you see something else in the news today, um, that as children have gone back to school, the number of children who have who are reporting that they have been abused in one way or another is hugely rise, has risen um, as a result of lockdown. Surely now is the time for us to do something very different. Now is the time for us to break that cycle of abuse, of, of disinterest really, in terms of what is it that is creating such a, a problem in terms of mental ill health. You know, it's it's one of those things, isn't it, that it becomes medicalized. You've got a problem, go to the doctor, you'll get antidepressants. But it's not actually dealing with the underlying issues. Why is it that we have so many young people who are struggling? Why is it that so many people are incredibly unhappy? My view is that people are not living their purpose, that their values are in some way being um, disrespected, that they are, um, are dealing with not only things that have gone on in their own lives, but how through um, their parents and their parents' parents and so on, things are being perpetuated that need to be dealt with. And that's one of the reasons why I am so thrilled to have Mike here, because he's going to be able to share with you um, his wisdom around what's going on and the way forward. And because this is so important, I'm going to cut my section short. And after the, um, the, the short break, Mike is going to come back and we're going to be exploring the whole issue of the divine spiritual matriarch and their importance moving forward. So please don't go away. I'll see you after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. 
Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving. The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. So in a moment, you're going to meet Mike Neville. Who is he? Well, he's a spiritual mentor who focuses on empowerment, especially the divine feminine and also the rise of the spiritual matriarch. The spiritual matriarch is, as Mike says, the central figure in the family unit who is the unifying aspect of all families. In tandem with this is the underpinning feature. It's the protection of the child, which is central to all that he does and all of his teachings. The majority of his work encompasses helping people to access and release traumas, their own or their family lineage, and find their own path, their passion and their love. So without more ado, I'd like to welcome Mike Neville. Hey, Gina, how are you? I'm great, thank you, Mike. It's lovely to have you here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I think people may, many people may be uh, familiar with the term spiritual mentor, but for many of our viewers and listeners, that may be something that they're not familiar with. <laughs> what do you think is the role of the spiritual mentor? So I think in the kind of the current context of the, of the energy that we're living in, the world that we're living in, there are a lot of people that are feeling lost alone, challenged, coming out of the COVID situation has made all of those kind of situations worse. And I think it's a great way to sum up the role of the spiritual mentor because when people are lost, they're looking for something, okay? It's not the role of the spiritual mentor to tell people what they're looking for. It's, it's, it's the role of the spiritual mentor, my role, for instance, in the work that I do, to be able to create a safe container for them to be able to read the patterns of energy, for them to be able to open up in a safe and protected way so that they can explore what's right for them, okay? And within the context of that, to be able to create a bridge of light to the future, whatever that future looks like for them, because it's different for each of us. And you, mm -hmm. you kind of have to accept within that kind of paradigm that no two bridges are the same, no two paths are the mm -hmm. same. No two souls are the same. Everybody's different. Everybody's unique. And that's really important to know. Brilliant. So for you, when you talk about the divine feminine and the, the uh, spiritual matriarch, again, what do you mean? What, what are those terms referring to? So if you look at, if you look at history, history has, kind of, um, has been kind of dominated by very masculine energies. Um, 
and you've had a number of things happen, war and, and all that kind of stuff, which has ravaged civilizations and, and geographical areas. And that's, for the most part, June has been predicated on power. It is power, power and greed, yeah, sadly. Um, that, that kind of, that, that highly, sometimes toxic, not always toxic, sometimes highly toxic masculine energy and its ability to drive humanity down a certain road is coming to an end. It's coming to an end, okay? The, you mentioned in your opening uh, remarks um, the, hard, the hardness of the masculine energy. And, and some of that, in a way, has to be quite hard and boundary to do what it needs to do. But what gets lost very often is that beautiful, flowing, soft, creative consciousness that the divine feminine can bring through, okay? And, and I use the term divine feminine because I think that that's what it is. It's divine. When you mix that beautiful flowing energy with the ability to put hard barriers around for protection, then you can get some kind of unity, okay? And the ability to manifest abundance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, and it is, it is very important. This, we, we started... The kind of the empowerment of the divine feminine is, is a is a term that's been used for, for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that has a number of a number of facets to it. But the, the, the rise of the spiritual matriarch is is is, my, is what I've termed it, okay, which is the next phase. Okay. Okay. And that's because this is not a religious issue, it's a spiritual issue. It's about bringing that soft flow of divine feminine energy in allowing its creativity and all its fullness and its rich color, its texture and its tapestries to come through, okay? With some of that masculine energy in a kind of a, 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 a kind of a bounded and, a, and, a, and an integrated way, and then to be able to guide our children in a, in a very different manner altogether so that we, we do appreciate the seas, we do appreciate the rainforests we do appreciate mother earth we do appreciate the resources that you know we extract from mother earth day by day to sustain our living but but as important as that gina to fundamentally respect each other in the process okay and and i've created this kind of central this triangle this this tenet about forgiveness love and harmony and it's not it's not a twee sentence that i use it's a living thing that I use, okay? Because I think to move forward, to get that integration and balance of polarities, you have, to, you have to learn to forgive others and yourself, okay? For whatever. And you have to allow the love to come through and the balance and the harmony, okay? And that really is the epitome of spiritual matriarchy because it's the central spiritual figure in the family guiding from a from a balance of polarities, the future seeds of humanity. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we've talked about uh, forgiveness and love and, and, and harmony on this show many times. And mm-hmm. for me, so many people seem to see love as pink and fluffy, see uh, uh, forgiveness as being weak and letting the other person um, get away with something. When the reality, as certainly as I see it, is that Unconditional love requires um, 
has an expectation that people will be the best they can be. And in, in doing that, in helping other people to step into their best selves, sometimes mm -hmm. the love has to be pretty tough, um, but yeah. always coming from a place of, of, of unconditionality rather than I'll do this for you if you do this for me. But I find it interesting that here we are on the cusp of something that seems to me really positive and um, expanding, uh, expanded and beautiful. And yet we hear on the news day by day how many people are struggling, how many people are who are um, going under and how many children are being hurt by the very people who are supposed to protect them. So... I have a number of comments to that. I think, firstly, the central tenet of all that I do is the protection of the child. Because yeah. those children, the seed, they are the seeds of our future. Let's not kind of wrap this up in, in soft flowers. Let's hard coat it. They are the seeds of our future. Okay? Yeah. So so how we help them, how we guide them, how we help, how we protect them, how we help them to respect others, okay, will dictate what happens much further down in their lives. There are, there are millions and millions of people out there at the moment, and especially females, actually, who are really struggling with their role in life. Now, that's not, that's not the struggle between shall I be a housewife or shall I go to work? It's not yeah. that struggle. That struggle's long gone, okay? This is the struggle where the internal aspects of that, that particular feminine entity is it, it, being called to something else but they're not sure what it is yeah. okay they're just not sure yeah and and often and a great paradox is this is i have a lot of people come to me who've been through the kind of medical institutions because they're suffering from all manner of things at the medical world can find nothing wrong with them okay and that's because yeah. it's all intents and purposes there's nothing physiologically wrong with them because there isn't but what's manifesting in the physical for them it's what's locked in and embedded in the energy and energy yeah. energy is everything it's everything and it's the thing that spiritual matriarchs have to come to understand work with okay and know about okay um yeah. you know and and, and i think and once you understand that the correlation, the interconnection between the, the core physiology and the energy, then many other things become really clear, really clear. So I suppose the next question is, if someone's listening to this and you've just described, as you said, many, many people where they have that feeling of, of things not being right, that they, they, they're experiencing discomfort, physical pain, mental pain, anguish, whatever it is, what's the advice? What can they do about it? So the first thing to do is, is kind of not to panic because a lot of people panic with it. The second thing is to recognize the change is coming. Okay. The change, change can be pretty scary for people. Okay. I struggled with it myself for a long time, but actually the change from this perspective can be, Super, super empowering, super empowering. It just can. Change doesn't always mean that things are going to be worse, okay, yeah. or that you're going to lose, okay? It could be that that change opens all kinds of things up for you. I think 
the next thing is you've got to try and find somebody that you can work with that you trust okay anybody that tries to overtly sell to you avoid like the plague and that that will that will probably cause some reaction on this show but but you shouldn't you don't sell spirituality okay you don't sell it okay not ever if you find somebody feel into it and and and, and they should say to you 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 decide whether you want to work with me because it should always be your choice to work with that person okay because that yeah. is really the gate opener to that person becoming empowered to choose a different path okay but you also have to give yourself a little bit of time to think about what is it that's kind of turning inside of me what am i called to do some research allow yourself to feel it very often people think it and they can't get to it okay you have to feel this stuff you just do um because that's akin to linking into your intuition that's akin to linking into your female creativity that's akin to getting into that flow of consciousness that that beauty and that tapestry and that color that the divine feminine has it's interesting isn't it that I think that particularly in the Western world that we have a habit, and I'm generalizing now, of dampening down our feelings, not listening to them, that they're in some way seen to be something to avoid. And I think that's a, a, a huge challenge, certainly for the people, many of the people I've worked with, that they are fearful that if, and I'll give you an example of how it's been described. It's been described um, like having Pandora's box or having a box with a dragon in it. And if I open the box, I'll never get the dragon back. And yet, you know, I don't think there's such a thing as negative emotions. For me, they are emotions that are trying to tell us something. And in my experience, you know, they start by just giving you a slight nudge and then they give you a poke and then they give you a kick and then they knock you off your feet. And my theory is, and I'd be interested in your take, is that the unwellness, the physical manifestation, often comes when people are ignoring the signs that actually you need to listen to there's something that's not right in your life or you, you've not opened that next door into the who you're meant to be. That's absolutely right. If you look at some of the emotions, and, and deep, deep emotions are sometimes difficult to accept, especially if you've grown up in a certain way. And it's, to some extent, it's dictated by that those kind of first seven years of your life. Yeah. And if you look at kind of really strong emotions like anger and fear, okay? Well, anger always sits, or you always find, if you want to have a look at where anger sits in your body, you have a look in your liver, okay? If your liver's not detoxifying properly, go to the source, go to the anger, find out what the anger's about, mm -hmm. okay? Fear always goes into the spleen, always. That then contributes to draining your immune system. So you become well. Conflict classically sits in the pancreas and affects your digestive system. So, and there are lots of other emotions in there. But the other thing, Gina, is you, you kind of have to find out the origin of, those, of that fear or that anger yeah. or a conflict. Very often, um, it can be... It can be within that person's journey since they were born. Yeah. But paradoxically, it could be in the three separate trimesters of pregnancy. Okay. Or 
it could be something that's patterning down the ancestral line. And what I'm finding in the work is that more and more and more people are coming to the realization that the embedded patterns that they're carrying are the ancestral lines. Okay. And when they start exploring them, you see this world open up before them. All of a sudden, they, they realize that mom had an issue with, I don't know, drinking beer, for instance. And then grandmother had an issue with drinking beer and great-grandmother had an issue with drinking beer. Yeah? I mean, that's a slightly humorous one. Um, a classic one, absolute classic one, is mistrust of you. Okay? And, and, it, and it's a difficulty when you're, when you're mentoring, which is why I, I never avoid the subject, because... It just is what it is, okay? But very often, you'll find the person has had some negative experience in their life, but then you'll find mother has had the same thing, grandmother's had the same thing, and great-grandmother. You get to the origin of that, you can release it. And what's most important about that is that if you can find a way to release it with somebody who knows what they're doing, then your children do not have to carry that. Hmm. So they're free. They're free to experience this world in a very, very different way. So doing that inner work, and sometimes it's very difficult work, actually, in the end, empowers you, but empowers your children to live a different life. Okay? I think the other thing I would say is this, is that I see a tsunami wave of this stuff happening at the Mm. moment. Okay? And we absolutely need a tsunami wave for it to change. Because you know, there are whatever seven and a half billion people on this planet. That's a lot of people. So you, you, we're going to have to get some impetus behind yes. this to kind of change humanity's consciousness. I think you know what you say. I find very powerful, and certainly, you know, the, my work with people. I have seen these patterns. Um, and and in in recent times, I've had a number of situations where I've been working with not only parent but also child particularly around the issue of abuse Um, and I know that you know where both parent and child have been abused in in different ways Um, I'd be really interested in us exploring you know how can we support the children yes parents dealing with with their um, with that patterning really really important but what for you moving forward are the things that we need to be mindful of in terms of giving those children the very best start in life? So we don't see so many youngsters self-harming and uh, in real trouble with depression and anxiety. I think the first is the acceptance that where abuse is concerned, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, it is absolutely zero tolerance. It is not acceptable on any level at any time. Yeah. No. And and you have to come from that frame of reference, okay? Because one of the worst things that happens, um, and I deal a lot with abuse, okay, it's one of the areas that I deal with, is that the child becomes, they feel like almost a co-conspirator in that abuse. And that's fundamentally unlawful, and that is absolutely not right. It's just yeah. not right on any level. I think... I think the, the, as a parent, understanding your own journey first, because you have to understand your own journey, okay? I think, secondly, teaching the children to respect themselves, yeah. to respect each other, to respect the world that we live in, 
but also I think there's got to be an acceptance that the children that are being born now, and I've been being born for quite some time, you have to let them express themselves in the way they want to express themselves. Just because little Johnny isn't good at maths and he's not going to go to Harvard or Cambridge in the UK or Harvard in the US, doesn't mean that he's not super intelligent and creative. It just means that little Johnny just doesn't like maths. Okay? Just because little Susie doesn't want to, I don't know, uh, design art, doesn't mean that she's not super intelligent at maths and that she's not a future astronomer. Okay? And I see a lot of children, a lot of, a lot of children who are super, super intelligent, but in very different ways. Yeah. They want to express themselves in very different ways. Okay? And the other thing I would say is this, is that children, through their own innate ability to read energy, okay, mm -hmm. they will pick up any imbalance in the relationship between mom and dad. They'll read it. Yeah. And then they'll process it consciously. They'll process it subconsciously sometimes, okay, which is why we have a – and it's not always easy to get that balance in relationships and we all make mistakes on the parents. I have three lovely kids, but I've made no mistakes with them. Okay, but I think it's the acceptance that the children do have these gifts. They can read energy. I did as a child. Yeah. A lot of the people listening to this will it will probably resonate and think I was feeling that when I was two, when I was five, when I was six. Okay. So understanding that children read energy automatically begins to change your focus. Mm. Okay. But 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 most of all, the, the kids now can be so expressive but it's almost like sometimes they're driven down a particular road to fit, fit a particular paradigm or an ancestral pattern okay the classical one in the uk that i've worked with where six or seven generations have been in the army yeah okay but but the seven this six or seven this seventh generation whatever it was or eighth generation was not going in the army he was super creative super artistic and a whole range of other things. And the compatibility with army life was, was nil. Mm. But very difficult for him in that kind of ancestral paradigm that had been created. So he had a difficult time. Now, it's interesting. Where you try and shoehorn people, kids especially, into an avenue that they're not, not comfortable with, okay? That's when they're far more vulnerable and prone mm. To things coming across their path which leads them into drugs for instance which leads them into arenas where they can be manipulated okay you have to respect the gifts that your child has got and not measure it against your expectation because they're not you no and not you and and by the way neither should they be it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at, for example, at education, and those who know my story will know that I was a head teacher or a principal for over 20 years. Education has changed significantly since I left uh, and has become much more funneled into very academic ways of, of uh, looking at things. And for many youngsters, that will be something that does not suit them. And as you say, it doesn't mean that they are not intelligent, that they don't have, you know, real talents, um, that they, if those were given the opportunity, could really blossom. 
Um, but many youngsters, I think, are asked to choose too early um, what they're expected to do. And if you don't fit the academic mould, then that's a real challenge. And I think the other thing is that, that very often there are cultural norms, you know, that that certain cultures, you know, you're going to be a doctor, a dentist or a lawyer. Um, in other cultures, it may be different. But I think, you know, it's hard for parents when they want their children to succeed mm -hmm. to not colour um, how they behave towards their children based on their own baggage. It's no, it is. It's super, super difficult. It, there's yeah. no, there's no one right answer, and there's no easy way out of it either, because what you're looking at is you're you're look you're asking the parents to look at changing their perspectives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Their perspective, their perspectives are based on a whole range of things from the family, from the culture that they live in, from the things that they've been taught, the, the things that they've experienced, and all that kind of stuff. So that's not easy. But I have to say this, Gina, that's the journey that people are being expected to do. Yeah. When people come to me, they're lost. They're lost. Okay. And very often when you get into that story, it's, it's not that complex a story, but they're kind of they're enshrined in this old world paradigm where there's expectations of them. I can think of one that I'll share with you, which will take a few seconds. A lady I've worked with that have developed um, quite quite difficult um, ME and, and, and couldn't get out of bed. Um, when we track back, her father was a, a GP and her mother was a physiotherapist. Mm -hmm. and they never put any pressure on her. At five, all she wanted was a doctor's outfit. And she'd embedded herself that she should follow her mother and father. Yeah. And yet at 14 or 15, when she was kind of thinking about doing A-levels, 15, she didn't make the grade for chemistry or physics or biology. Yeah. So that set a negative pattern for her, which we unraveled. Okay, we went back to when she was five with the doctor's bag. And, mm -hmm. and then once you've unraveled it, you can kind of, reprint the memory yes yeah? and then and then she's free and she's she's a beautiful person not everybody's going to be a doctor or a dentist no. we need, we, this world it needs more it needs more artists it needs more painters it needs more foresters yeah it needs more philosophers it needs more poets okay it needs millions of spiritual mentors in families that's what it needs and I just want to make this 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 point. I'm not talking about religion. Okay, this is not predicated on any religion. Okay, no. you kind of extract the, the key themes from us. The main religions that pretty much the same. Okay, apart from some of the, the more kind of extreme ones, but but the central tenets yeah. are pretty much the same. Okay, I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about forgiveness, love, and harmony. Okay, respect of your fellow human being. And also your ability to express yourself in the way that you need to express yourself with your soul journey. Yeah. That's important. I think for so many people, that's quite a new concept. You know, what's your mm. soul journey? But more and more I'm hearing people saying, you know, I've, I've got a sense of purpose or I would like to have a strong sense of purpose. And for those people, again, who I've worked with, who have felt a bit lost, that one of the things that has helped them is recognizing that they, that for themselves, what their purpose is, and then engaging in it, and in doing so, feeling really fulfilled. 
I'd like to spend the last few minutes because time goes ever so quickly on these uh, interviews in terms of um, for those people who um, want to really embrace and engage with their journey, you know, what words of wisdom would you give them in terms of moving that forward? Okay, the, the first thing I'd say is please, please, please don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because the greatest demon that we create is our own fear. Mm -hmm. And I'm not speaking, I'm not, I'm not speaking those words from a theoretical perspective. I faced that fear many years ago. Okay? I faced that fear in the dark. So I've, I've done the journey and I've kind of I've got the scars. Um, and I, I almost think to do what I do, you've got to have done that. Okay? So, so don't be afraid because the change doesn't always mean that it's negative. No, not okay? at all. And the fact that you're feeling it means that something needs to change. So that's the first thing. The second thing is don't restrict yourself, okay? Explore all options that are rightful for you. And if you're going to choose somebody to work with, make sure you make the choice. Yeah. Don't take advantage of any super offers that say it was £3,000, it's now it's 500 quid. Don't leave do that, that to the either. double glazing don't, agents, yes. Leave that, yeah, but there are those. <laughs> oh, there are indeed, absolutely. Do, yeah. yeah. Make sure that you take your time. Feel into it. Allow yourself the time and respect your own journey, okay? And if, if it doesn't feel right, you can bet your life it's not going to be right. So choose somebody else, okay? The third thing is don't rush, okay? A spiritual journey, spiritual transformation, the evolution of empowerment is not made in five minutes. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely not. And anybody tells you you can do it in a month, I'm sorry, it's not true, okay? It's going to take you a while. For some people, it might be six months. For other people, it might be six years. You don't know until you get on the journey. All I can tell you is, is that if you start that journey with earnestness, with faith, you're working with the right person, and they and they they hold you in in love throughout that journey, and respect your journey for what it is. You can come out the other side, and you can see yourself, your family, your friends, and this world in a very very different way, very different. Mike, it's been great. Thank you so much. Can you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, sure. I've never, I don't have a website. I never have one. I never had a one. Um, I've got an email address, which is mike at mike-neville.com. Um, I will be, for the very first time, uh, launching in the next six weeks uh, an online course for people, which will be delivered by Zoom or Teams or a webinar or something like that. I'm waiting for some information on that. So, um, and also, um, uh, I'm planning some, some kind of different stuff from an international perspective as I go further down the line. Um, because I think it's just as, just as for everybody, it's changing for everybody else, it's changing for me. It's changing for me. I think that's really uh, an important point for all of us that not, if you're standing still, you're effectively going backwards, aren't you? For all of us, we are in this, this, period of change and transition and you know the growth and expansion is something that we all have the choice whether we engage in or not 
Um, thank you very much for your time. I really value your support uh, in my own spiritual journey and growth. And I hope that, um, that people will have taken on board uh, ultimately that, you know, it's your choice, um, that you have the option. Um, and if you do choose to uh, embark upon that journey, then the rewards are huge because um, you then start to live your life fully. So, Mike, thank you so much. You. Now, I did ask you, uh, as with all our guests, which of the um, B1G1 projects would you like us to donate to on your behalf? And the choices were um, to, uh, to feed um, children, um, to um, education in Zimbabwe, feeding children in the Philippines, um, or um, helping uh, sight for a, a child who is blind. I think on this occasion, I think it would be um, helping the sight of a, a blind child. Brilliant. And we'll make sure that that donation goes to B1G1 thank on your behalf. You. Mike, thank you. thank you so much. Thank you. Please thank don't you. go. Thank you. Please don't go away. Um, be back after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. One of the things that I'd like to do over the next few minutes is to talk to you about the range of resources that are available to you if you are embarking upon your journey. Now, like any journey, it starts with the first step. And so often that people I've, I've talked to and I've worked with worry about, I've got to get it right. 
The way I describe it is your journey is a bit like deciding that you want to go to New York or to Edinburgh. There are any number of ways to get there. You can walk if you're in the UK and you want to go to Edinburgh or if you're in the US and you want to go to New York. You can take a plane and get there more quickly. You can cycle, you can drive a car. And the routes in terms of the roads that you go um, are varied and some of them are quicker than others and some of them more difficult than others. Ultimately, for me, it's all about getting going. You know, if you don't take the first step, you're never going to get anywhere. And one of the things that I've done over the last two or three years is to create a lot of resources that are there for you to help you. There's loads of free stuff, okay? Um, there are programs that you can uh, buy into as well and you can have one-on-one -on -one help. But I've designed it so there's something there for everyone. And if money is a problem, and I know for many people money is a problem at the moment, there are lots of free resources. So if you go to genuinely-u.com, you will find there are podcasts and articles and some free programs that you can uh, sign up for cost you nothing apart from your time or go to YouTube um, the genuinely you with Gina Gardner and there are there are get on getting on for about 80 different videos with different themes so for example um, Mike talked about forgiveness there are videos, there are blogs, there are articles, there's genuine chats about forgiveness and how you can, the principles of it and how you can take those uh, and help yourself. Now, any journey, if um, you're doing it, if you've got no map, no navigational tool, uh, no guide, you can get a bit lost. And so all of the stuff that I've been doing since I set up Genuinely You has been designed to help guide people along their way to make those steps easier. But I do recognize absolutely what Mike says, that the person that you work with has to be the right person for you. And so go and have a look at the free stuff, go and dip your toe into it and see if it's for you. And recognize that you're the common denominator in your life, you take you into every moment of every day. And so, if you're finding life's tough or you feel it could be even better, then who's going to do something about it? Is it going to be your expectation that somebody's going to knock on your front door and say, here's all the answers for you? Because the likelihood is you're going to get disappointed. Ultimately, you are the arbiter of everything that happens in your life unless you choose to give that power to somebody else. And it, I know you're all busy. We all live very busy lives, but putting aside some time for yourself to invest in your journey, to invest in you being the best version of you is so important because nobody else is gonna do it for you. It doesn't matter what your age is, you know, and I smile to myself when people talk about, you've got to niche into you know, dealing with people in a particular decade or a particular way of life. And one of the reasons this show is called Leadership for Life is because I believe the principles hold dear, whether you're talking about your personal life or your professional life, because you're the same person. Yes, of course, there are skills and expertise that are specific to both, 
that the general principles work in both contexts. And so for me, the youngest child I've worked, the person I've worked with is, has been um, at four or five and the oldest has been in their 80s. Because for me, it's all about you. So I'm urging you, take some action. Go and have a look at the free stuff, all right? Go and have a look at you, the, the YouTube channel and sign up for nothing and go and have a look, have a dip. There's lots of playlists there that, and they're around very different themes. Go on to Genuinely You and join the free version of the membership site. Go and have a look at the resources that are there. I've just been doing a spreadsheet of them and I didn't realize it's monumental. I've got 170 articles and another 160 drafted. I've got something like 200 blogs. There are, I think, 85 videos. There's So there's lots and lots of stuff there for you to dip into. And it's based on well over 30 years. It's my birthday next week. Well over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine power. You have that capacity. You have that right to step into your genuine power and be the leader of your own life if you give yourself permission. I really urge you, be the leader in your own life. You take control of your life and what's going on in your life. If you need some help, then let me know. But whatever happens, be the leader in your life. Take care and I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.